Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Sunday, July 25th, 2021. My name is Bill Woodcock, and this is another edition of Forward Maryland. It's a solo show today as we bring you the July update. Well, the latest edition, I guess I should say, of the 2022 Maryland gubernatorial rankings, at least the top 10. Uh, Peter Franjo, the state comptroller, wound up on top of the rankings last time, closely followed by State Commerce Secretary and former Labor Secretary Kelly Schultz in second place. I will tell you that there is a change in the top two. Well, who has changed? Why have they changed? Uh, keep watching or keep listening. You'll find out. On to the rankings. On number 10, we have a tie between Democratic uh, gubernatorial challengers Ashwani Jane and John Barron. Uh, in fact, if I had to put two, one at number 10, I would put Jane, uh, who has been trending a little bit up lately, a little bit more visible, at least on his social media presence. Uh, however, John Barron, um, seems to be getting out and around in the community. Um, he seems to be going out into uh, areas to pick up pockets of former uh, Democratic voters, such as Baltimore County, which went strongly for Hogan two times. And um, I'm still, uh, you know, giving Jane the advantage in terms of the, um, of the, uh, 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 social media game, but I'm getting giving Barron a little bit of an edge in terms of the actual policy game. So uh, I'm going to go with them as tied as uh, tied for tenth. Um, looking down on my list, at number nine is former Education Secretary John King, uh, Democratic uh, contender for governor. This really goes to show how deep the Democratic bench is. Uh, for governor in this year's election that a former uh, Obama, Obama administration uh, secretary of education is number nine. Ahead of him is Wes Moore. Um, I have ranked him up, uh, well, actually down, but it's weird because his rating is actually down from last month, but I believe his profile has actually increased. Um, there is at least one new shooter, uh, so to speak, in the race who uh, you will see. Um, those of you who have not yet noticed, uh, Robin Ficker uh, has dropped out of the, uh, of the rankings. Um, but Moore is getting a lot of buzz. He certainly is winning the social media game. Uh, he's doing that very well. He continues to put forth some uh, very strong videos. And I have a feeling that uh, Moore might be uh, poised to make a little bit of a run uh, over the next few months. But right now, we still have him as number eight. Number seven would be former Labor Secretary and former uh, Montgomery County Council Member Tom Perez. Literally, the day after last month's ratings came out, Tom Perez announced his campaign for governor. Uh, so uh, he has been getting around the state. He has been meeting with key Democratic decision makers and people who are good to know 
in various jurisdictions, including right here in Howard County. And and uh, Perez uh, also uh, is poised to make a move. Um, however, um, at whose expense are people like he and Wes Moore going to uh, make a move on? Uh, that would be on the current number six, but hanging on to number six by the thinnest of margins. And uh, if, if things are the way they are next month, the August ratings will certainly have this candidate lower. And that's former Prince George's County Executive Rush Baker. Uh, Mr. Baker cannot just uh, rest on his laurels of having finished a distant second in the 2018 Democratic gubernatorial primary. He has to get out there and, and run, and he has to get out there and win. Um, he should not just count on the support of many of his, uh, of his friends in the state legislature or other political allies who he was able to activate in the summer of 2018 and get people to come out and support him. It's not a given. Coming in at number five is a candidate who just recently announced their exploratory committee for governor, Republican Michael Steele, the former lieutenant governor under Governor Ehrlich and former U.S. Senate candidate. Um, forming an exploratory committee pretty much means you're going to run. So we're looking forward to having Lieutenant Governor Steele enter the race. Um, we'll see what wing of the party he occupies or if he occupies a new wing. Hell, he may even decide to run as a Democrat. Who knows? Uh, although that's that's not likely. Coming in at number four is former Maryland Attorney General Doug Gansler. Uh, Gansler has solidified himself. And in fact, two, three, and four are, are wicked close in my estimation. Um, any of these candidates could have been two, could have been three, could have been four. Um, Gansler's, um, he, in the last month, he's called for the legalization of marijuana, in which there will almost certainly be a referendum on the ballot in, the, in Maryland in 2022, um, calling for the legalization of marijuana. So, um, you know, this is an effort by Gansler to get out ahead of the curve. Uh, will it work? Will it pay off? Time will tell. We'll see how these issues can be linked to his camp. These and other issues can be linked to his campaign. Number three, and taking a one-step knockdown. Uh, and I'm amazed that I have to say this, but uh, Commerce Secretary Kelly Schultz, uh, who has not had a very good month um, because of the number two person who is the new candidate who's entered this race, uh, a lot of wind has been taken out of her sails, and a lot of stalwart Republican establishment figures are looking to support this other candidate instead of Schultz. One has to wonder, what does that mean for Larry Hogan's electoral chances in 24 and a run for president? Or does Hogan decide instead to do something that he already said he would not do? and challenged Senator Chris Van Hollen in 2022 uh, in order to keep, uh, to somehow maintain presence at the top of a Maryland ticket and uh, keep his own political viability, the viability of his political operation um, intact. Um, we don't know, but we do know that the dominant wing of the Republican Party is the Trump wing, 
And that party, that wing of the Republican Party has a new standard bearer um, at number two debuting on this ranking is Delegate Dan Cox from Frederick County, who just recently announced within the last few weeks um, his candidacy. Uh, my opinion is that he will be the, Demo the Republican nominee for governor. He shouldn't be the Republican nominee for governor. But unless mainstream Republicans really stand up and say enough of all this, um, it's going to be the uh, the Trump wings of the the Trump party uh, for the foreseeable future, not just in Maryland, um, but nationwide. So uh, we'll see what happens there with Dan Cox, Kelly Schultz, Michael Steele, three out of the top five battling for the soul of the Republican party. And we know who the big beneficiary is at, certainly Doug Gansler, but repeating at number one, state comptroller, Peter Francho. Um, who has had good fundraising numbers, uh, has had a lot of uh, get out into the community activities, as has always has been his trademark during his 16 years as state controller, and has frankly has not made any mistakes. So, um, you know, he's uh, running with a lead. He's running as if he has the lead. He's running as if the primary election is 11 months away, which it is. So, um, so far, um, he's on a little bit of cruise control, but that's not a bad place to be. So there you have it. There is our top 10 of the Maryland governor's uh, um, Maryland uh, gubernatorial campaign 2022 edition. And thus ends this brief edition of Forward Maryland. Uh, be sure to join me on Wednesday where Steve Hunt and I will talk about the issues of the day. Until then, you have been watching or listening to another edition of For Maryland. Hope you've had a terrific weekend, and may your week start off on a wonderful note. My name is Bill Woodcock. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Take care.